gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey, friends, welcome once again to the Boldly Going podcast. Uh, I'm your host, your conversational host, your conversational director, if you will, Jason Sowell. And, uh, you know, just to remind you, the full long form title of this podcast is Boldly Going Creative, Brilliant, Inspirational People of the Universe right here on planet Earth. And uh, that's what we do. We talk to those people. We talk to some incredible people that are um, doing great things. They're living their dream. They're following uh, or they're going after the thing that they love, that they're passionate about, that they want to create in the world. And uh, we get to hear from them and their story and what uh, what's led them there, where they're going, where they've been, all of those kinds of things. So thanks for joining me on this journey and them. Uh, today, we have episode 40. Episode 40. That's incredible. I cannot believe we made it to 40 episodes uh, with the you know three or four of you that are listening. So fantastic. 40 episodes, 40 conversations so far with some uh, really incredible people that I've gotten to know and be friends with over the years. And uh, you know, so many of them have been great. This one is no different. Today on the uh, on this episode, we have Gina Macchio. Uh, if you don't know who Gina is, uh, she is uh, a staple in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, she runs a, uh, a, a company, a uh, community called Babe Crafted. Um, she is fantastic. She's brilliant. Um, so much great conversation in this. Um, and uh we talk a lot about um, women entrepreneurship and um, what she's trying to do to advance that in uh, in the Tampa Bay area and highlighting women that are uh, doing incredible work, <clears throat> that are entrepreneurs, that are um, uh, making their place into uh, in the business and creative world in the Tampa Bay area. And uh, we talk a lot about inspiration and um, you know how we see ourselves when uh, when things get difficult, how we overcome that. Uh, she just has so much brilliance that I'm excited for you to hear. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. She has a uh, she has a, a portion or a part of her organiz- uh, a company um, something she does a feature called Babe Behind the Brand, um, and uh, it's part of the podcast she does as well. And so we're going to title today's episode exactly that: Gina Macchio, Babe Behind the Brand. Um, because she, uh, that for her is a featuring other, other, uh, women in the Tampa Bay area that have a brand and that are doing things and she's highlighting them. But today we're highlighting Gina because she is the driving force behind, uh, that brand babe crafted. She is the babe behind all of those babes behind the brand, if you will. So, um, Let's jump into this conversation uh, with Gina. So great. Uh, Before we do, um, let me remind you, uh, one, you can follow Gina. You can check her out. You can um, be a part of what she is doing um, on uh, social media. You can follow her at Babe Crafted and... You can follow her at Babe Crafted. You can go to her website, babecrafted.com, uh, I believe is correct. Let me just, yep, babecrafted.com. Um, you can follow her there. You can see, you can go follow her podcast and what she's got going on. And um, this is also a fantastic uh, statistic that I learned from her that if you don't know this, um, Tampa Bay was recently named the number one place in the country for women entrepreneurs. Um that's amazing. I don't, I don't know why that's not become a bigger, why that's not a bigger news story, why we don't know that. But that is a, that is a thing. I didn't know that until she told me. Um, 
Incredible. So if you are listening to this and uh, you are uh, a woman who has an idea, some, a company, a brand that you want to build, you're an entrepreneur and you're not in Tampa Bay, get here. Bring your brilliance and your awesomeness to Tampa Bay because um, number one place in the country for women entrepreneurs. This is, uh, this is a hotbed here. So please um, uh, bring your brilliance here and go follow Gina. And then uh, also, just to remind you, you can also follow the podcast and the Boldly Going podcast on uh, social media as well. Um, you can follow it at um, The Boldly Going on uh, the social medias. And um, you can also go be, uh, check out our podcast uh, network that we are part of. We're part of the State Lines podcast network. And you can go uh, online to state-lines.com. Check out all the other podcasts there, the brilliance that's going on there. So many great people with great podcasts uh, doing much better things than what I'm uh, – not much better things than what I'm talking about. That sounds really derogatory to my own thing. Um, uh, no, they have other great things uh, that you should be listening to. So go check that out. Uh, and obviously follow Gina. Get on board with uh, Babe Crafted. Follow what she's doing and how she is bringing some uh, great – uh, entrepreneurs and featuring great entrepreneurs in the in the Tampa Bay area. So, all right, here we go. Let's jump into it with uh, Gina Macchio, episode forty, Babe Behind the Brand. I do like do one tear. Dessert. Oh, just in half. <laughs> that's it. Just leave your name, address, and everything on the one half. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I don't even like. I make sure that that's visible when <laughs> you I. You'll highlight it. I just leave it sitting right on top. Yeah. So if you open it, it's just right there. Yeah, it's also like a file of your old tax returns in the underneath, like. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. You got it. You pegged me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, listen, let's get started. It's already been recording this whole time, so it's a good thing you didn't say anything bad about anybody. You don't know. So, um, Gina Mochio. Did I miss say? I don't even actually know how to say your last name properly. Machio. Machio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Ralph Machio, the Karate Kid. Yeah. There are some people that I say that reference to, and they're like, "What is? Who is that?" And I'm like, "I don't know if we what? have any. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about." <laughs> My gosh. I know. Who together. doesn't know? I don't know. Kids born in like 2000. <laughs> I mean, they should definitely know about the Karate Kid because he's on YouTube again. Yeah. Uh, Cobra the Karate Kai. Kid, the Goonies, the Breakfast Club. Like there's just like a list of prerequisites. Yeah. Um, and some people haven't gotten the memo. <laughs> Who do we talk to about that to make sure that they get the memo? Because they need it. They need yeah. that memo. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so Gina Machio. Machio. On the podcast today. Um, and Gina is the, uh, I'm going to probably botch this so you can tell me better, founder, boss lady, curator, all things uh, important at Babe Crafted. Right? Yeah, that's my official title for sure. So you got it perfectly right. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I was yeah. gonna throw in. Uh, I was gonna throw in supreme being of Babe Crafted, but felt like that might have been leader. too more too much. <laughs> supreme leader Mochio, yeah, Machio. Sorry, I keep wanting to say it Mochio. That's okay. Sorry, it's fine. Um, so, tell everyone a little bit about Babe Crafted. 
Sure. Um, so it's really interesting timing because tomorrow is our second anniversary. So we've had two years of this awesome community and membership. Um, I launched it with the goal in mind of highlighting the stories of women entrepreneurs here in Tampa Bay. I thought that there were amazing women doing wonderful things in New York and Chicago and LA, but I thought that the women that are building creative, wonderful things here deserve some spotlight as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to highlight them and the great businesses they were building and also like do something with my background of digital communication, social media. So um, yeah, Babecrafted was born. Um, I picked the name because I wanted something that when you heard it, you had an idea of what it was. Um, and it's, you know, it's businesses that are crafted by babes. So that was how it came about. Um, <laughs> what's your definition of a babe? Um, that's a good just question. To, just to clarify, because yeah. I think some people, when you say, um, just painting the visual picture, when you say businesses that are created, that are crafted by babes yeah. to one person, that's going to mean one totally different thing. True. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, you can interpret it in different ways, but for the most part, so we actually were originally called boss babe club. Okay. So it's like, um, you know, when you think of a, who, who a boss babe is, you know, mm -hmm. it's a... Typically, it's a, it's a woman who is like someone that you admire, someone who is courageous and creative and who has, you know, taken control of her career and is calling the shots. So that is a babe to me. Got it. Um, I like that because I, I feel like babe's one of those one of those uh, cultural terms that can be used, uh, you know, if depending on the person saying it to the other person and the way that they're saying it can mean a whole lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, there are, I, it can also be like a term of endearment, like, you know, Hey babe or Hey girl. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, you know, a term of endearment. I mean, of course, if you say it in a demeaning way, you know, it's not so fun. Like calling someone sweetie when you're trying to tell like mansplain to them, that's one thing, yeah. you know, but if you mean it in a genuine uh, a genuine way, then I think it sounds really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm all for it, but I like the, your def, the, how you define it for yourself, for your crew. Um, so why, um, t explain a little bit more about why highlighting women in Tampa or in the Tampa Bay area, not just city of Tampa, but yeah. So, um, I can really trace the, start of like myself building like a personal network um, and really starting to build some great relationships in the community to three women um, about, I'd say like my, a year, about a year into my position at Creative Loafing. So this is going back probably about five years. Um, so one of my duties at Creative Loafing, which is something I made my duty. So I was the marketing director of the department um, and we had this venue called CL space. And mm -hmm. at the time it was just kind of this hollow space, you know, Oh, we kind of have a venue. If you want to rent it to your sister, you can do that. But it didn't have a website. It didn't have a floor plan. You know, it didn't have any packages outlined. So I took it and turned it into a, an in-demand wedding venue in Tampa Bay. But anyways, so what I'm trying to share is that we had an open house because I wanted to introduce the venue to wedding vendors and more people in the area who'd be interested in, um, using the space for a photo shoot or a wedding, what have you. And at this open house, uh, I met Anna Coates of Mary Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. Ashley Hammond of Ashley Hammond Photography, and Jennifer Riley Kilmer of, at the time, Oh Hello Events. So um, these women were 
so kind and supportive. Um, and I just, you know, over time, like getting to learn more about them and what they were building here in Tampa Bay and me having a real passion for this area because, you know, I've been here since 2007. Um, this city has always had something to offer me and I will forever be grateful. Mm. You know, um, at the time when I wanted to be a music journalist, you know, I interned, you know, at, uh, for No Clubs Productions. They put on concerts in Tampa and St. Pete um, for the time that I wanted to be, I wanted to do events, you know, in an arts and uh, entertainment capacity. I ended up interning at uh, the Ybor City Museum Society. So, you know, there's just always been somewhere for me to turn, someone for me to ask for help. Um, and guidance. Yeah. So um, that's a kind of a really nice, fluffy, long-winded answer for you. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I just the Babe Crafted is inspired by real women that I knew and was admired by, and I wanted to share their stories with as many people as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you may you probably answered a little bit of this, but why? <clears throat> I guess why did you? Why did you start that? Because you wanted to highlight... Was it specifically women? You wanted to highlight people that were just doing things? You wanted to give them a platform? What's your What's your real motivation behind all of it? That's a great question. So I am really passionate about stories. And um, I started interviewing musicians in college. <clears throat> I was asking them, you know, really about like their creative process, um, you know, details about their newest album. But then when I realized I wanted to ask questions about like goals and obstacles and you know what do you tell yourself when things get difficult you know I expanded from musicians to artists of all kinds and then that became entrepreneurs because I wanted to talk to people who had chosen to build something great in Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. um you know I think that local businesses are are what make a city vibrant and interesting. You know, yeah. like when you visit a new place, right? I mean, if you go into a, a gift shop, you know, you are you think you're going to get, you know, maybe you see something, a notebook you really like, you're going to take it home with you. You're probably also going to ask the shopkeeper, hey, where do you go to dinner? Like, what's your favorite place to go mm. get happy hour? And like, they're going to not only um, shed some light for you on other amazing places that you can go in that city to to like really experience the city, but you've also had that great experience in their shop. Mm. So um, I just like, and that's that goes for brick and mortar folks and people who have <clears throat> more of a virtual business. But um, so it just kind of evolved organically over this, a span of years. Um, and I, you know, I am really passionate about equality as well. And I think that sure. we've come a long way, but we're not done. And, you know, quite frankly, I, I want to support women and, and cool dudes, you know, I mean, at our community events, I'll, I'll say like, you know, this is open to any women and cool dudes in Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> you know, we need everybody if we're going to move forward and make progress. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I, I choose to focus on, on women's stories. Yeah. Um, when you started it, did you feel like there wasn't an outlet for that or as, or enough of an outlet? Yeah. I really felt like, you know, there were really cool groups you could be a part of or communities um, in other cities, but I just didn't feel like there was anyone doing quite what I wanted to accomplish here. Gotcha. Um, You know, this kind of combination of in-person events and then also this virtual community of support and resources. So I wanted to bring something a little different to the table. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not to say that, you know, yeah. there weren't other groups doing cool things. You know, I mean, sure. Working Women of Tampa Bay has been holding down the fort for years. Um, you know, and there was Tampa Lady Project for a period of time. So um, there, there are a lot of awesome ladies doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to do something that I didn't see already happening. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's awesome that you're... Uh, to especially focusing on the Tampa Bay area because one of the one of my frustrations a lot of time with people when they talk about Tampa I've lived here for 19 years I love it I always say Tampa Bay because I see it as all the all all three major cities and their communities are all it's just one big large community separated by bodies of water basically yeah, a little bit of water um, yeah a little bit of water but it's all to me in my opinion it's all the same we shall be united in that but um I, so in living here for 19 years, I've heard people leave or seen people leave because uh, Tampa just doesn't have the thing. We have a terrible, we have a, we have a terrible community for X, whatever it is. New York City has a better is better at that. So I'm going to go move to New York City or whatever. My thing was always, well, yeah, it's going to stay that way if you keep leaving to go someplace else that you think is better. Like make it better here. If you don't think it's good enough here. Do what you can to make it better here. Totally. And I I love that you've done that. You know, I mean, the barrier to entry, at least, you know, at this point in time in Tampa, like, of course, like a lot of people are moving here and the housing market is getting more expensive. But the barrier to entry to start a business, to start a nonprofit, to to start a community is is really low because the costs are very different. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know what New York is not great at? rent, <laughs> you know, yeah. like having to pay rent in New York city. So, I mean, you see all these like charts and lists coming out of places, like the top 10 places that people are moving to in the country. And this area is on every single one of them for yeah. more reasons than just the cost of living. You know, yeah. you know, the weather is great. People are friendly and there's space for you to create something. It's mm-hmm. not just like totally oversaturated. You know, they say to don't go to, um, the red ocean, go to blue ocean, go to, go to a space where it's not, you know, overly saturated and busy, you know, and you're much more likely able to, um, that's, I think that's in a book. I can't remember the book, but I remember that quote. It's nice and visual. So, um, yeah, you need, you need space to create some opportunity and Tampa Bay has that. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like in the, in the Tampa Bay area, specifically for women, the market is really good for that. Better. Yeah. I think, I mean, of course there's always room for improvement, you know, I mean, there's always, we could be doing a better job, but I, my experience is that, um, pretty much anyone you reach out to via Instagram or email is like totally ready to hear you out and collaborate or just, you know, just have a conversation with you. And I've always, you know, from, when I was doing the travelogues, um, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I had a, a travel series called the travelogues where it was in-person uh, speaker series. There were um, people like uh, Eric Turner of History Bike Tour um, mm. and Nicole Kibbert, who um, was a music photographer who moved to Atlanta, but um, you know, sharing stories of their travels to like Macedonia and Thailand. And um, anyways, like people are hungry for interesting culture here and they are really kind about embracing you when you try something new that they like you know um yeah so i just think that i can't remember the question anymore 
<laughs> I've been talking so long. Like, what was that? The market for women here. Yeah, so I, it's good. people are really kind and supportive and uh, responsive. So I am super grateful for, like, as someone who is always cooking up something, whether it's an event or some digital content, like, people have been really receptive to what I have brought to the table, um, and I do my best to, to do the same in return. That's awesome. So with your... Um so you said like you used to do speaker series stuff like that. So what does Babe Crafted do? Because like I'm a, I'm familiar yeah. enough with on the surface of social media. So I see you highlighting women, things like that. But I'm so glad what do you asked. do beyond that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have not yet visited our website um, or you haven't read. You know, it's really easy to scroll on Instagram and not necessarily like read all the captions, um, which is fine. I'm, I'm guilty of that. But so uh, we're not just this company that like shares stories about women. Like that's a big part of what we do. Like we don't just show up at venues and like wave around our boss babe flag and like have a pop up. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. those are parts of what we do. But um, we are a business development club for women in Tampa Bay. So um, we're helping them to learn new skills, build confidence, connect with like-minded women, um, you know, add tools to their toolkit because there is always room for improvement. You know, you have to wear a lot of hats as an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. uh, we are adding the support and resources that they need to be able to level up and scale their business. So um, that is our, that's our main goal and like the root of what we do. Um, and then something that you and I have talked about a lot is that we're, we are philanthropic based as well. Right. You know, we host volunteer days with our members and donation drives. We actually just kicked off a donation drive that's going to be going on for the whole month of June for trusting the process. Uh, we're connect collecting women's clothing to um, to benefit women that are staying at the St. Pete Free Women's Clinic. Okay. So, nice. um, yeah, like we always have something going on, but it's it's always tied to that business development club and the goals we have for that. So are you like uh, providing resources for those various business people or connecting them to other like mentors potentially and whatever they're doing? Like yeah, that's a good question. So we have 84 members, all from different backgrounds and industries, everything from floral design to accounting. Um, and so like in a more tangible sense of what we're offering, like we have monthly workshops on different topics like lead generations and starting your own podcast. Um, we have, you know, I mentioned the philanthropic efforts. We produce, I say we, I produce a custom video about that woman and her business. Okay. For most women that we do that video for, that's their first time ever appearing on camera. So okay. we, I guide you through that process. You know, like these are, these are scary things, you know, that are new. And if you don't have, um, that support, maybe you won't try. So we mm -hmm. want women to try new things that are going to benefit them personally and professionally. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really cool. I didn't know you did that part. So are you, so in that kind of thing specifically, are you, um, like it's a situation where this person is starting their business they don't have a whole lot of resources to begin with. Um, so you're going, Hey, we have camera people. We have photographers, videographers, people that are part of our club that will, um, do that on a, like a pro bono thing, like to help them out They're They're having to pay for it as those business people. That's a good question. Um, and I've noticed I often use that's a good question as like a transition like uh -huh. to buy myself more time to think. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so it is you a... should do that and you just sit and look up in the air for a second. Yeah, contemplate. Yeah, just kind of off in the distance. <laughs> um, 
So it is a it's a paid membership. Okay. Um, and it's an annual commitment because of how much is included. Mm. You know, like the video, the monthly workshops. Got it. The <clears throat> you know the members only Facebook group. Um, you know the live live content collaborations, like we can collaborate on Facebook lives and uh, Instagram takeovers, blog like guest blogs. Um, there's a it's a, a jam packed package. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, we work with women who have already launched their business. Okay. So it's women that have already launched um, and they're looking to market their business and grow their business. Got it. We do have, I mean, we have a, a public blog and I do a lot of live content um, to, that can be beneficial to you whether you are a seasoned business owner or you're looking to launch. Okay. Um, but I have just found that the Getting becoming a little bit more niche and specific is just more beneficial for everyone. So if you've already launched your business, um, then we could be a really great resource for that woman. That's awesome. Um, do, so do you? Um, mo- you've got mostly women that have established a business. What about women that are they have or they're in the process of starting their business? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So like I mentioned earlier, we have we do have community events. And those are open to anybody. It's just a free okay. event, um, and they can you know come to those events and meet meet women who have businesses or are starting because yeah. it's really great to be surrounded. Find those by friendships and stuff. Totally. I mean, if you are fortunate to have friends who are business owners who are entrepreneurs, that's great. But if you're not, it can feel really isolating because yeah. you spend so much time by yourself. It's a lonely business. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you also work from home, right, Jason? Uh, yeah. 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 I have for like 10 years, basically. And who do you go to when you have a question or you're, you have a challenge that you're looking to overcome? Like, do you have some people that you can call upon when yeah. that happens? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, in my situation, because I run a nonprofit organization, legally, I have to have a board of directors. Um, but, and I say legally, that's a legal stipulation. Um, but the beauty of that is really that those people on that board should be that. That's what those people are supposed to be. One of the things I learned from them too is that even when you have a decision that you have to make that's that you don't want to make and you have to tell someone no based on that decision, um, the beauty of having that group of people is being able to lean on them in the scenario of saying, like in my case, being able to say, this was a board of directors decision. We discussed it. My board said they decided on this and so that's the direction we have to go that alleviates a little bit of that pressure of what well, I don't want to work with your business yeah. you know like so just ha- and that also giving the confidence of being like well I feel like in a scenario of like something just inside tells me we shouldn't go this direction or we shouldn't work with that business but I can't put my finger on it I can't you know voice it properly mm-hmm. that group of people can give words to it or language to it that maybe you couldn't put on it and just reinforcing like yeah your gut is right you shouldn't do that so they've got your back right you know they're there for you on those tough days and those really excellent days where something awesome has Mm -hmm. just happened Mm -hmm. totally so it's you know we we have the facebook group so that we can keep in touch with our members in between events um but it's just whether you have just had someone book your biggest package and you want to celebrate and you want to tell someone that gets it and is going to be yeah. so proud of you, like that's the place for that. Or something unfortunate has happened, you have to fire a team member. We are also a really great kind of uh, 
we're with you kind of voice that we can right. help alleviate some of the anxiety that comes with that. Right. Um, because, and I liked what you said about sometimes you have to say no as, mm-hmm. as the founder of an organization or a company. Um, and sometimes it's because it's not a right fit. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's because like you just have too much going on. It's not the right time, yeah. um, but it's no matter what organization you're a part of, you have to be able to say no. Right. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's just kind of a, a skill you have to develop, but yeah. it's really great that you have your board that you can say, well, this is what we've got to do. I've got my board behind me. This is their decision. Something that I have that I'll say is fully committed right now, mm. you know? Um, and it's, it's the truth. Yeah. So that being a reason, like that being your reason yeah. to say no, totally. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If it's, if it's not the right fit, um, sometimes I'll be able to say that. Um, but other times if it's just not the right time or I'm already like up to my ears and like events and promotions that I've got going on that I'm really committed. Right. Um, and that is, that's one good thing that came out of one of my previous jobs Mm -hmm. is the ability, like that kind of, it's like a, uh, it's just two very powerful words, um, that it's a kind way to say, I just can't right now. Yeah. That doesn't come off as like me personally, Gina is not interested. Right. You know, cause right. that's what, you don't want to say that, but you have sure. to be able to we be gotta honest. Be able to honest. Yeah. yeah. You want to give someone a response. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, her name's Noelle. So I, I, years ago I adopted this. I don't know if you've ever told her this, but so maybe she'll hear this <laughs> or I'll tell her as well, but maybe she'll hear this as well. Um, but I heard her one time in response to somebody say um, that was needed something or was like, you know, needed to dump whatever it was. They needed a sounding board or whatever. And her response to them was um, essentially, um, I care about that. I care about you, but I don't have the emotional capacity to be that right this minute. And... It was, you know, like to me, it was like, oh, that's the most beautiful way to tell someone, no, I can't carry your carry your load with you right now to help them understand like that. My emotional tank is small right now and I don't have the space for it. Um, yeah. So same kind of thing. Like there's a way to say something to someone that's honest, but without going, no, I don't care about your situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool that you're drowning. Good luck. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So totally. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to feel heard and they want to be supported. So if you can find a way to still hear them out and let them know that you care about them while also being honest, like then, and that's, you know, that's going to be helpful to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I feel like, uh, we don't do that enough. Yeah. You know, as much as we all appreciate honesty, most of us have a hard time using it. Mm. Um, I actually, when, uh, so story from my kind of past life. Um, so when I was doing like the travel logs and interviewing, interviewing musicians, I had a project called Vessel Collective and this website is still live. You can, if you get curious, you can go in and hunt through my old interviews with Kevin Devine if you want. Um, but so one of the things I did was I had like a conversation with a group of people in college about honesty and like, why, like, why can't we be honest with one another was like Mm -hmm. the basis of the conversation. And I recorded the whole thing and it was just really interesting to see like what people's responses are. Some people are not able to be honest because they don't like confrontation. You know, they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Um, 
But if you want to, if you take yourself seriously and you want to respect the person that's standing before you, you need to find a way to be honest. That's also kind. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I agree. And I think in my opinion, not being honest with them is also being disrespect, respectful to them. Yeah. It can be hurtful, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it can. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I feel like, too, culturally, we're in a scenario where it's um, even harder to be honest with somebody because we, I think we're so on edge a lot of times about there's kind of this mentality that if you're not on the same team with me, then you are completely against me. And those are two different things. Yeah. Like, I cannot be on your team for that particular thing, but you as a person, I'm on your, I'm on your team. And being honest about those two separations, I think, is important, but it makes it really difficult. Totally. And, I mean, life is so not black and white. I mean, we are all living in the gray area, and to kind of pretend like we can just boil everything down to A or B. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, that just doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't doesn't really benefit anyone. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, not to get way too off track, but I, I grew up in church I grew up in like conservative Christianity and uh, as I got older one of the things I realized is that the a lot of the reason that was so tight on things is because the easier thing is to make it black and white it's easier to say no that's completely wrong than to deal with all the nuance and messiness of that gray portion which is where most everyone lives. But it's easier just to go, nope, that's wrong. That's that's right. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, it's like, well, who's that easier for? You right. Know? Like, this yeah. is, it's an, this should be an us conversation, not a me conversation. Right. So, <clears throat> of course, it'd be easier for me if I didn't tell you this thing, because it's hard for me to say some of these words out yeah. loud. But at the end of the day, if we want to move forward, you have to opt in and add some honesty to the table. Yeah, that's so true. You're so smart. Thanks. <laughs> well, I've been, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I'm pretty humble. Um, <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of non-honesty and hated it, you know? Mm. So I try to not offer that. I try to offer my best to people, you know, like when you're in kindergarten and they say like, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. That's really the, I mean, to me, that's the only lesson you need in life. And you know, yeah. And if you can follow that and you can say that you really did your best, um, then you've, you've done right by that person. Yeah, that's true. That's such a great point. Cause yeah, I mean, I think if you, if you're looking through that prism of, is this how I would be, I want to be treated, it definitely humanizes your situation. And rather than being an asshole to that person. Totally. And we tend to make exceptions of ourselves, but not others. Like if someone else Mm. is, um, late to a meeting, you might say like, oh my gosh, like the person is being so disrespectful or so inconsiderate. But if you don't know the reason why they're late, you know, like if you knew the reason, you'd probably give them some more leeway. But if you were late to the meeting, you would probably be like, well, I, my, my kid got sick. So it put me behind or, oh, traffic was crazy. Or you know what? I apologize. I'm human. I just was running behind this morning. Like, so if we could give other people the same grace that we give ourselves, that would be ideal. And then also on the other side of that, like give yourself some grace, you know, cause you yeah. have to be able to give yourself grace first. Mm-hmm. So you can give it to others. Like you need both. Yeah. That's so good. That's so true. 
I've never thought about it in those terms. But you're totally right. Give it, you're making exceptions for yourself all the time, but yeah, not for other people. Totally. So, I mean, of course, like, I actually was having this um, conversation the other day with my partner. Uh, it was, like, grounded in the same thing. Like, oh, it was about shopping carts. And, like, for people who don't bring their shopping cart up after they're done with it, okay. the grocery store, it was <laughs> okay. like a thread on Reddit for some people who were, like... I always bring my card up and if you don't, you're a jerk or I don't bring my card up because I have kids and there's a bunch of them and I don't want them running right. off in the traffic. It's like at the end of the day, if you can just understand where other people might be coming from, we'll all be better off. And it's just yeah. personally speaking, like sometimes I tend to waste a lot of energy on like being mad or frustrated. And it's like at the end of the day, like who cares? You know, mm. I mean, do you re- not who cares, but do you really want to like take this negative energy and like carry it with you? Cause it does have weight. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that <laughs> weight is, um, metaphoric, but I also think it's, I think there's a lot of physicality to that weight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, taking up space in your mind and in your heart and in your day. Yeah. So it might as well be, um, it might as well be. Depending on who you are, depending on what the issue is, it could be a suitcase. It could be yeah. a small suitcase. Yeah. It could be um, a shipping container. I mean, we yeah. all are carrying around different like measures right. of weight with us. And if there's any that we can get rid of, that would be great. Yeah. Which um, kind of leads me into something I wanted to mention today is um, you have to deal with your past trauma, yeah. whatever that might be. Um, and I don't, I'm not trying to say like in a judgy way. I just mean, you know, if you want to move on, you have to find a way to, to get through it. Mm. Um, like I had a lot of, excuse me, like past trauma associated with my previous position before I launched my business. Mm. Um, and I was just carrying it around with me. And anytime I would remember something that was said to me or done, it would enrage me and it would ruin my whole day. Um, so finally I went to a life coaching session and it has totally changed my perspective and I feel like it has made me a better, better version of myself, um, a better business owner because I'm not wasting that energy anymore. Yeah. So, um, it does have a physicality to it. Um, and it'll just continue to eat away at you unless you find a new way to look at it, find a new home for it, whatever it is you need to do. Um, it looks different for everyone, but that's something that I think, um, is important. Yeah, I agree. Well, and what's interesting too, I'm curious how you, for yourself deal with that because that, that thing is such an interesting, there's like a, in my opinion, there's a fine line of not carrying that negativity around with you, but also finding the motivation in like, well, I failed at that or that person told me I couldn't do this thing but I'm going to go do it anyway. And, you know, I feel like there's a fine line there of not that, not also dragging you down, but using as motivation. Totally. And only you will be able to tell, like, is this impacting me negatively or is this actually fueling me? And if Mm. it's impacting you negatively, then you've got to find some kind of a way to, to not allow that to happen. And it's, it's, you know, of course it would be great if you could say like, I'm not going to let this bother me anymore, but I'm speaking as someone who lets everything bother her all the time. (laughs) So I needed to, I, I wasn't able to just let it go. Yeah. Like a year had gone by and I was still, it was still working on me. So how do you personally 
work through that for yourself? Yeah. Well, when I, so one of the tools that my therapist gave to me, her name is Laura Jason. She is one of our members. Um, but I had never been in any kind of therapy before. Um, and one of the tools she gave me was to find a way to think about my previous job and what I had accomplished there in a way that so like was it was separated from the negative things that had happened mm-hmm. so I can talk about like that's never going to go away it's just a part of my career so sure. how can I talk about the work that I'm actually proud of and what made me excited about the job um, and use that to move forward and communicate you know who I am and what I'm capable of creating yeah. So instead of thinking about, you know, my boss or coworkers or whatever that was not savory, um, I can focus on the work that I did, like the huge increase I was able to make in our Instagram account going from 6,000 to 21,000, the, um, bringing the donut ice cream cone to Tampa from Prague, you know, not literally, mm. I didn't fly any donuts across the ocean, <laughs> but you know, like they didn't exist in America and yeah. then they existed in Tampa. Um, so, you know, just talking about the things that make me excited, um, rather than being like focusing on the things that would make me mm. sad. Yeah. So, um, but that took some work and time and now it's been two years and I'm still not, you know, it's day by day. Yeah. You know, like there are times when I'm like frustrated, but then there are other days where I'm like, you know what? It's not a big deal. And I can just let the thought go. But, um, you know, I just wanted to communicate to like anyone who is, especially someone who wants, wants to start their own business or has sometimes that comes out of this need to not have to be beholden to anyone, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes yeah. that, that need comes from something traumatic that's happened to you. Um, so it's not enough to just start a new position. You have to make sure that you're not carrying it around with you anymore. Yeah. You got to deal with that stuff. Totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's great advice. Not, not just for like business, but that's like relationships, that's friendships. And, um, I think people do the same thing in a relationship. They break up, they got all this baggage, Mm -hmm. they go into another one to try to fix it. But all that just plays into their new their new relationship. That's such yeah. great advice. So, and something I want to ask you about, like a big topic that um, we talk about in our membership and also like just a, a trendy topic right now is self-care. Mm-hmm. How do you practice self-care? Like, what do you do for yourself that you really feel it if you're not doing those things? Yeah. Um, that's like, I love that question. Cause I, so let me give you some context for sure. my answer. Context is great. Um, yeah. I, so I learned pretty early on. So my, in my previous career, I was, uh, I'm technically still an ordained minister, but I was a pastor at a church for a while. And, um, I went to school for theology and all that. And one of the things in that world that it's not talked about a whole lot is, um, burnout comes very quickly and it's it's an odd thing because that that whole industry is an odd thing because you're you're um, you kind of exist in this bubble of people heaping praise on you and equally a lot of negativity all based on what you say from a stage and um, there's a lot of from being on stage and here's like you know say hundreds of people that are sitting and listening and cheering you on in some form there's a lot of like addictive things that can come from that because you get addicted to that, uh, 
um, you know, that, that praise or whatever it is, you know, the high that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate as, um, first starting out having a mentor that really understood balance and there were certain things like just offhand that he would say sometimes like, you know, part of it was a reminder of, of yourself that some people are going to tell you you're great. Some people are going to tell you you're terrible. They're both lying to you. Um, okay. That did not end how I thought it was going to end. <laughs> yeah. And his point was, don't believe either one of them gotcha. because the people that are going to say negative things about you, there's a, a lot of that is by, because of their own hurt, not because of you. Mm-hmm. The people that are praising you are one day going to be the same people that are, that are going to say negative things about you. Like people are fickle. And if you only, if you only build yourself off of the things that people say about you, you're going to be all out of whack. So you have to find your center outside of that basically is what his point was to not just buy the hype either way about what people tell you Um, that aren't just, that aren't in that. The caveat to that is people that if it's someone that really cares for you and you have a deep relationship with that person and they're telling you in an honest way, Mm -hmm. then yeah, definitely. But, um, so that was part of it. And he, he taught me to have balance in that. Um, it's, I think it's a little easier and just like a regular nine to five job that you can go home and leave everything there and everything's built into like, you have a two day weekend and you accrued time off and stuff like that in that world was not so much the, not so much the case. So you had, you had, so I had to learn to go, these are my days off. I don't care what's happening. The, the building could be burning down. Don't call me. Like, it's my day off. And I am separating from that because I need to be able to recharge and all that. So I, I've learned the art. So for me, I have a very specific every week. These are my days off. I don't, I don't always adhere to it as much as I could. But that's very important to me. Um, taking uh, regular vacations. Um, even if it's just like in town, very low budget, but like having a specific mental shift of I'm not working. I am disconnected from all of that for a certain period of time. Um, and then I go to therapy. Therapy is a big, a big thing for me. Um, and, uh, I just, I've tried to learn like, what are the things that recharges my batteries and building those in over a year period on consistent things. Um, and it's always a part of my schedule. That's awesome. If that answers your question. Sure does. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure that, um, you know, over time you've probably gotten better at delivering on those things for yourself. You know, no one's perfect. You might decide like, okay, these are, you know, like, let's say for example, like, okay, Monday and Tuesdays are my day off. And once you decide that, I mean, you have to continue to like enforce that for yourself and like protect that time. Yeah. There, you know, there are going to be days where you're like, oh, okay, I worked on Tuesday, but you know, right. I did yeah. it because I chose to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot. I can see a lot of similarities between like uh, entrepreneurship and what you were describing. Yeah. In that there really isn't any like clock in, clock out. You're right. You're always on. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, and. The irony is that when you start your own business, you're doing it because in a lot of ways, not that I'm going to say everyone's motivations are the same, but I can say, well, my motivations were that I wanted to 
be able to control my schedule and who I worked with and what projects I took on. So if I'm saying yes to everything that comes my way and I'm working seven days a week, I'm not being true to why I got started. So, and there's no one to come in and say, well, Gina, like you didn't take any time off and you're spending like 12 hours a day, you know, doing X and Y. Um, I have to do that, be that voice for myself. Um, So that's been something like to just, continue to work on and get better at mm-hmm. it's like a, just a, like yoga is a practice like self-care is an ongoing yeah, practice absolutely you're never done yeah for sure i think it yeah i think people i think and you know even someone goes to therapy i think like all right i've hit i don't need it right now so i'm out of it and then they tend to fall into at some point or at least for me like i would fall into forgetting that I also need to revisit that because self-care doesn't end. Like you constantly need to be having that conversation. Um, I want a guy that I listen to a lot. His name's Rob Bell. Um, I went to a kind of a mentoring thing with him. He talked about um, how a lot of work, a lot of people, how they work is they put all their energy into the thing that they're doing, their work and all that. And then what's left over, gets given to their family and, his opinion, like that's backwards. Your family deserves the best that you can give. And then your work should get everything else. And his opinion with that kind of balance, your work will be better because your family and the people around you that love you are feeding into your energy as well to help, help you be better. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're kind of like, forsaking your humanness, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you're spending right. all of your time on work, I mean, if, even if you were so passionate about your work and you believe in it so much, that's really important. But the more you're able to like take care of yourself and, and the relationships that you value mm-hmm. in your life, like the better you're going to be able to kind of pour into your business, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, and I think like in your situation where you're helping mentor people, in their businesses. And even if it's just indirectly, I think that, that energy comes across. If you're dissatisfied because you're unfulfilled relationally, because you've lost, you've given so much energy to this, you haven't recharged. That's not going to be, that's not good for anyone else that you're trying to help either. Totally. Yeah. You want to be able to, if you are not present, people can sense that. Mm-hmm. You know, like your clients can sense it. Your whoever you're collaborating with can sense it. Um, so, kind of going back to our conversation about like treating others the way you want to be treated, like show up for them in the way that you want them to show up for you. Um, and you can do that if you are healthy yeah. <laughs> and happy. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a yeah. That's a great way to put it. I had a it was kind of a mentor of mine years ago, but um, he used to have a thing where. Um, he was, so it was in church world and he was a pastor of this church and they would put on these big events. Right. And he was notorious for the week leading up to that event. He would go on vacation and that's no bueno. (laughs) Well, no, but listen, but there was a reason. So this was his reason. So his people, like his people got used to it and they, they started kind of like the people that worked for him kind of got used to it and got into the same mode because he, he, he did it on purpose. Okay. His reason was. Um, part of it was if we're going to pull off this thing, we should, we should be working in advance enough so that we're not at our wits end a few days before the event. I and can his, see that. Yeah. And his thing was, and especially in their world, because they're dealing with like, you know, essentially they're dealing with people's lives. They're dealing with people's, 
um, you know, whether you buy in a church or not, their whole idea is like, we're trying to help people be better in the world. Right. So, um, his thing was like, and he would tell his people, listen, um, if you're not, if you're not at a good place because you're stressed out and you're at your wits end because you're trying to pull all these details together, when you show up to that event, if you're not ready internally, you're not going to be, this event doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to give anything to those people that need it from you. So his thing was, we should be so put together that that week you can go on vacation so that you can be fresh. So when you show up to that thing, your tank is full that you can give to people what they need. I think that, you know, I mean, honestly, like, so you know that Reese's campaign, like, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, eat Reese's however you want. Like, if that works right. for you, like, uh-huh. please do it. If it doesn't, yeah. then don't do it. But, like, you know, like, seeing, finding some balance between, like, let's work, um, let's work ahead of time to make sure that we're really prepared or we're not right. just kind of, like, stumbling into this, like, you know, um, yeah, like there's there's definitely like the extreme to both ends. Like right. you don't want to yeah. not be present for your team, yeah. but you also want to not be like scrambling, yeah, like wanting exactly. to pull your hair out. So like find a finding a balance is like that sweet spot. Right. Yeah, and that's how I that's that's how I see it too. Like that's what worked for him. I don't know that I would do the same thing, but I understand the um, I agree with the sentiment of it. That yeah, you've got to find you got to build self-care into that thing because otherwise you're not going to be any good to anybody when you show up to that thing. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like this um, pastor. Yeah. So this pastor had, you know, worked with his team to outline, okay, this is how we are going to show up for the people at this event. You know, and everyone was in agreement about like, okay, everyone knows what to expect. Here's what we're doing. Um, I think that, I mean, if that's how they have outlined of how they're going to show up, that's great. Yeah. Right. I know. I, I heard stories of people that worked for him that, like, they weren't used to it, and they would throw him off, and they're like, what is going on? I can't get a hold of the boss. And you'd be like, should have got your stuff done. Yeah. you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, who, so who are you? Who are some inspirations for you? I know you mentioned like New York. There's there's some things like what you're doing or other cities. Like, where do you find inspiration for what you do to, to better what you're doing for the women you work with? Yeah, so I would say some um, women that I'm really inspired by. Um, I'm really inspired by Audrey, the founder of The Wing in New York. Um, I'm super inspired by Jacqueline Johnson of Create and Cultivate. I, um, I've been like, I've been discovering a lot of women owned and women like spaces designed for women that are co-working spaces around the country. Mm-hmm. Like I just discovered like the Riveter um, and uh, Assembly. Um, so I just, I'm like constantly finding more people who are just owning what they do and just showing up in like for their members or clients, event attendees, what have you, in the best way possible. And it inspires me to like always be finding ways to get better myself. Yeah. That's awesome. I, a friend of mine just told me, sorry, I mean, you cut you off. No, how dare you? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just saying <laughs> also, like, of course, those are women that I'm really inspired by, like, in the, like, entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, but I'm speaking of, like, okay, what I was going to say was uh, women in other, like, industries. I've just yeah, recently yeah. discovered, I'm um, a little late to the game, but Lizzo, 
She her music is wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's uh-huh. this amazing, like body yeah. positive um, performer. Yeah, uh, I really love what Rihanna is doing with her brand. Mm. Um, so I just the inspirations from the gamut. Yeah, um, uh, you had mentioned female or like women specific co working spaces. And there's one a friend of mine is friends with a woman in Las Vegas that just started one. That's awesome. There in downtown Las Vegas too. Um, which is interesting. Um, any plans for yourself like that? That's a great question. Honestly, um, it's something that I have been thinking a lot about lately. It's definitely crossed my mind multiple times over the past few years since I launched the business, but not that I would ever completely rule it out, but it's just not really in the plans as far as opening a brick and mortar space. Cause that would totally change the mission and vision of my business. Like I personally want to be virtual. Um, and I want to be able to bring what I offer like to women all over the state, all over the country, all over the world. Um, yeah. so I, I plan to stay virtual and digital, um, but I mean, never say never, right? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, at this point in time, I would just really rather collaborate with people who have amazing spaces and just each of us bring something different and create a great experience for the attendees. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you recently started your own podcast, right? I did recently as in yesterday. <laughs> Seriously, yes- yesterday. Oh yeah. Your first episode go- yeah. went out yesterday. Intro that's incredible. Episode. Thank you so much. Intro episode and first episode. Um, I wanted to start a podcast because it's such a different medium, you know, Mm -hmm. a different kind of storytelling medium. I love interviewing so much and with, excuse me, with the videos that I put together of members, you know, it's, I'm not a part of that story. It's just the responses and, uh, anecdotes and voices of that woman business owner. Um, so with this podcast, like I get to interview in long form and I get to be a part of that story. Um, and that's really exciting. That's awesome. Um, and reach more people. Are, are you, so are you having different people from Babe Crafted on the podcast yeah. or you're, just, you're across the board or just people specifically within your, your group? Um, that's a great question. So at this time, it's um, members that are being featured on the podcast okay. you know, as guests. And then at the end of each episode, there's a little mini workshop um, on a different oh, topic. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that pertains to that woman and her journey, like something that she has learned that she can pass upon um, to other entrepreneurs. Um, but I do I do want to interview um, you know, lots of different women. I mean, just, uh, just to put it out into the universe, I would love to interview um, Mary Portis. Um, she is an English based, uh, she has an agency and she just like, she just launched a podcast. She has a book called work like a woman. Like she's a total badass. I'd love to interview Mary Portis. Um, I, um, of course I'm going to name a bunch of English women because I'm traveling to London later this year, but I want to interview Rosie Davies of the London fashion agency. I want to interview the meringue girls. Um, but I'd love to interview Jenna Kutcher. She's pretty amazing. So, and Lizzo too. Let's throw Lizzo in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> so I back I just, it. Yeah. Listen, you put it out there. Right? You never know. Someone listening might go, oh, I have a connection to that person. Totally. And um, speaking of that, so years ago, have you ever heard of the book This I Believe? I haven't. 
the book series. Okay, so like I want to say maybe early two thousands, maybe late nineties is when the first one came out. So this book is like a compilation of short essays, basically from people from all across different industries, some famous, some well known in their industries, and it all surround all revolved around the this I believe. So they had their their. Um, that's what I'm looking for. It's been a while since I've been in grammar. Supposition? Thesis? Whatever. Their main point was this, like, this I believe, and here's why. The rest of the essay is why. So, um, uh, man, I just spaced on his name. So there's a famous producer. Um, uh, I can't believe I lost his name. He works with Ron Howard a lot. Anyway, um, he wrote one of the, one of the essays and his thing was he started out, um, in the industry. He would just, he had a goal of like, I want to meet, I want to spend five minutes with this, with this person. And it was like all across the industry, uh, like all across the world, different industries. Right. And so he would just like, I'm going to try to contact this person and just spend five minutes with them because I want to, I want to hear from them. I want to hear what they have to say. And his whole thing was like this, I believe that like you can do it if you ask, you know, and he's like, sometimes it took, it took me years to get in front of this person that I wanted to talk to, but I just kept trying. That's awesome. Yeah. That was such a brilliant thing of like, you never know until you ask and you put it out there. Totally. You might be surprised by the answer. Yeah. Um, the performer, Amanda Palmer has a really great TED talk about the art, like the art of asking. Yes. Yeah, really I love her. She wrote a book as well. Yeah, she wrote a book called The Art of Asking. Um, yeah, such a brilliant story that from her uh, about that and how that idea started for her. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a bold thing to do is like to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, you know, then you leave it up to the other person, you know, and if they're able to accommodate, great. Yeah. If not, that's okay, you know. Well, I guess that's probably the hard part in the asking is because you're, and it could be such an innocuous thing. But you're, there's a lot of vulnerability in that. Yeah, it's vulnerable. And you're letting that other person either take advantage of that vulnerability or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I feel like in the art of asking, there is also a not taking it personally when they say no. Yes, totally, totally. And like you have to have, you have to believe in why you're asking, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to really have That's that confidence. Point. Yeah. Because no matter what the outcome, you have to just know that, you know, you're you're doing your best and that there's a reason for why you're asking for this time or this resource or whatever. Um, so if you, you just, you gotta believe in yourself. <laughs> it's so it's a cliche for a reason and it applies to everything. Yeah. But I like the way that you, I like the way that you put it, that you have to have confidence in the, in the why mm-hmm. and why you're asking. Cause man, that's such a great point. Because there's definitely a different energy when you know why you're asking than, yeah. than just like, oh, I want to meet this famous person or whatever it is, you know. For sure. And, you know, you want to protect yourself because if you're coming at it from a place where you're, you're not, you're, you're, where you're feeling insecure, you know, like it just, I think no matter the answer, I don't know if you're ever going to feel very good about it, you know, so you 
want to get to a place where you're approaching it from a confident place so that no matter what the outcome is, you can feel good about it. Yeah. Um, confidence is really important. And mm-hmm. sometimes if you are not able to summon it up for yourself, like reach out to someone who does, who believes in you that can help build you back up Yeah. Um, and, and be that person for other people too. Yeah. So, um, there's just always room to like help someone move forward, like yeah. help someone go after what it is they want. Right. And, um, it's just a, like such a worthy cause. Yeah. Which seems like is very built into what you do. Yeah. That, yeah. that place being a, a place where if I don't, I'm not confident in myself that these people will help me be confident. Totally. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, a group of women who are completely ready to support and embrace you as you are, you know, don't need you to look different. Don't need you to sound different. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just are in awe of you and what you've created and just want to be there for you and vice versa. So, um, have you, so Will Smith puts out a lot of really cool videos on his mm-hmm. Facebook page. And there was this video that I really liked about, um, you know, surrounding yourself by people who fuel your fire. Yeah. Uh, and I just would want to add one thing to that is like, you want to fuel other people's fire in return. So it's just like, it's right. a give and take always. Yeah, absolutely. So having a, it's not easy to create that kind of culture. Right. Um, but we have that culture where it's like, you know, we're all just ready to jump in. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, um, yeah, that guy takes such a, it's, it's, I feel like it's very circular in that you have to have ego in check to also be able to fuel someone else's fire and also to receive that from someone else, you know, vulnerably. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right. I love what you're doing. Thanks. Right back at you. I, I really admire what you've done with, um, current over the years. And I was thinking the other day I met you in like 2014 yeah, that sounds about right. You know, like we collaborated um, on different events because Current was the beneficiary, the nonprofit yeah. beneficiary mm-hmm. of different um, the food and drink tasting events that I was helping to coordinate yeah. with the team. Yeah. And so it's just so great that like not only have we been able to stay in touch and become friends, but also it's just really cool to see what you're doing and the impact you're having on the community. Um, and you do a lot of traveling too. So like you're having an impact yeah. in other places. Like it's pretty awesome. Thank you. And I know you're not one to like pat yourself on the back, but like, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fighting real hard, not just making a sarcastic comment about how this podcast is about you, not about me, <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Well, you had told me, Hey, it's a conversation. Yeah, conversations it is. You're, are not one-sided. You're right. You're so right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, thank you for saying that. That was very, that is very kind. I, I do, uh, sometimes, I have a problem looking at because I'm always looking for naturally I'm like, all right, we got to keep going. We got to keep moving. Yeah. And I forget to look at, look at all the cool things that we've done Yes. that we never thought that we would do. Totally. And that is another huge thing we talk about is celebrating our successes. Um, it's great to have big goals. It's great to accomplish your goals, but if you don't take a minute Mm. to celebrate that and like tell someone about it and write it down in a notebook, have a glass of bubbly or whatever it is you want to have to celebrate, you know, then what is the point? Um, you really have to appreciate the process and the journey. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just a 
it's going to feel better along the way if you mm -hmm. can take time to appreciate what's happening right now and what you've accomplished in the past before you just move right on to the next thing. Yeah, <clears throat> that's so true. Um, okay, so to wrap it up a little bit, um, anything? What do you what do you have coming up? Is there anything you need you want to promote with Babe Crafted? Where can people find you? Give yeah. them all the rundown. So um, we have a pretty great website. Um, no, you have to edit that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find us at, on our website at babecrafted.com or on Facebook or Instagram at babecrafted. Our podcast is called Babe Behind the Brand. So you can definitely check that out as well. So um, yeah, please don't be shy about saying hello. Send me an email at hello at babecrafted.com. I want to hear from you, support you, cheer you on. And I'm just super excited about the experience of getting to share a bit about my background and um, you know what Babecraft is all about with you today. That's awesome. So uh, I, always, I always end with the same question. Um, one to you and then one to the people listening. Um, so the whole idea of this podcast is for people to hear from people that are doing the thing that they love. They're, um, you know, passionately working to, as you, as you put in your own words, fully committed, like into their thing, loving what they're doing, trying to build, um, their life. And, um, cause I think we tend to get lost sometimes and like we see all the, it's easier to see all the obstacles in something than it is the solutions. Or to, you know, here's the way that I can accomplish the thing that I want to. Um, so I like for them to hear stories of people that are doing it and have found a way to do it. So my question is, do you feel like, in your opinion, do you think everyone has the capability to uh, be fully committed, to accomplish, or at least to try the thing that they, that they love? Yeah, I, I certainly do. Um, and it might not turn out the way that you planned, um, but I think it's really important to know your why and be grounded in that so that you can be open to opportunities that come your way because, um, you know, Babe Crafted, how it looks today is not necessarily how it looked when I launched two years ago. Um, even though I spent almost a year kind of like planning and curating like on nights and weekends of just like, here's what we're going to create. Here's how it's going to happen. It's very different. You know, for example, I had, I actually did not plan on starting a membership, but, um, that was an opportunity that I realized like this actually could be the turning point. This actually could take this from being, um, a wannabe business into a real business that's actually turning a profit, that's actually reaching more people. We can actually give back to more nonprofits. So um, I think it's just really important to stay grounded in your why and then be open to other possibilities because if you stay too focused on like your original plan, you could really miss out on something greater that is mm -hmm. a better fit for you and, and your goals. So, um, you know, and like as someone who is like super structured and like goal oriented, um, that's hard for me. That's not been easy for me to swallow, but in the long mm -hmm. term, it has made me better, um, and has made be made babe crafted into what it is today and what we continue to evolve into because we're not done growing and changing. So, um, yeah. but short answer. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's so great. That's a really great answer. And what's fascinating to me is that 
So this week I was in Seattle this weekend and I did a, a podcast interview that'll come out after after yours with a with a woman there that I've been friends with for a long time. And a recurring theme all the way through hers as well was knowing your why. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever okay, so real quick. Yeah. Go um ahead. my favorite question to ask anyone, um, especially people who are artists or, um, entrepreneurs is what do you tell yourself when things get difficult? Mm. Um, and for the most part, people take themselves back to their why. So, I mean, on a, on a great day, you might not have to think as much about your why because you're like kind of living it easily, but on a challenging day, mm. what's going to get you through that is focusing back on your why, because if you boil it down, you are still moving forward. You are still staying true to that why, even though it might not feel like that in the moment. Man, that's so, that's so good. I, it just, it makes me think about a conversation I had earlier today with someone about marriage And it's so applicable to what we were talking about of like everyone in their wedding vows remembers for better, for richer, all that. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder when it comes to for worse, for poorer. I feel like that's the point where you like exactly what you just said is like remembering your why. Why'd you do this to begin with? Yeah. My um my favorite band is the Kooks. Surprise, mm, surprise, mm-hmm. they're an English band. Such an Anglophile, <laughs> but they're wonderful. And they have this song on one of their recent albums. I couldn't tell you the title because I just they're my favorite, but I don't know all the song titles. Don't judge me. It's okay. <laughs> um so the there's a lyric in the song that's um I need someone to love when the chips are down. Mm. Your chips are gonna go down. It's gonna happen. Yeah. You know? Um so you just, you need to find something to stay grounded in. When that happens, you can weather through it. Mm, that's so good. All right. Say your question one more time because I want to write it down. The, the question that you always ask people. Oh, uh, what do you tell yourself when things get difficult? Um, that's really good yourself when things get difficult. One of my favorite responses um, was a... R&B musician named Nick Waterhouse, mm-hmm. who at the time lived in San Francisco, super talented musician. Um, actually, I, I talked to him right before he ended up doing like a a car commercial, and he was like in a band featured by Urban Outfitters. So I was okay. like, what's even happening? But um, anyway, so I asked him this question. He said that, you know, on a really challenging day, he'll repeat to himself over and over, I just want to play R&B. Yeah. So that's his why. You know, like you have to, if you can just, you know, boil it down to one sentence, a few words and like hang on to that. Yeah. That's so good. Do you, have you read, uh, maybe, I feel like maybe we had an exchange about this, um, read or listened to Brene Brown. I have seen her Ted talk. Okay. Um, but I, I should, I should probably find, I know she's got like a Netflix special out right now. Yeah. She's got uh, several books out as well. Pretty great. And I should tap into her resources more, but what were you going to say? So she has a thing, um, so total random thing, story that I'm not really going to get into, but I got to meet her a few years ago and be in this like small group of, I know it's, I'm just kidding. Um, small group of people just kind of like, uh, you know, quick session and touring questions and stuff like that. And one of the things that she talked about, and I'm sure she's probably talked about this in her books, but this is the thing that really stood out to me was that, um, 
what she taught, learned for herself and then taught her team to do and became a big philosophy for her in communication being um, when talking to someone else and trying to resolve an issue or understand each other, explaining things in a way of saying the story that I'm telling myself is this. And then letting them say, like, that's the story that I got from what you just said or what you did. Is that story correct? But recognizing that the story is what I'm telling myself. Because you said your things. My brain's going to fill in all the blanks of the things you didn't say. And that story becomes the story I tell myself. And it may not necessarily be what you meant. And... Um, very similar scenario of like when the chips are down what's the story you're telling yourself like in that moment of course and like we can totally and I love what you just shared um, because you want to make sure you're having the same conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially if there's like some kind of a disagreement or misunderstanding excuse me but um, you know that we could definitely like have like a whole other conversation about like what to do when the chips are down. Right. Like, yeah. Sure. If it's something, it could be something really huge. If like my bank account is empty and I've got to pay rent, what do I do? Like, yeah, it's sure. not enough to just repeat your why to right, yourself. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. But um, for the most part, um, for a lot of the like everyday challenges, you can go back to your why, and that'll help you not dwell on the obstacle and like just get to a solution, move past it, move forward quicker yeah. than if you were just like holding on to only the negative thoughts and ideas that you're experiencing. Um, which actually I brought this notebook with me because I thought it'd be fun to mention. It's, um, yeah. it's called, I'm so freaking freaked out <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it in Salt Lake city when I traveled there with my okay. partner in January of this year because oh, nice. I'm a really anxious person and I let things just like really wear on me. Okay. Um, so when I'm, when I notice that something's wearing on me, I can bust out this journal and like write it down and then I can let it go. Cause like I've told nice. someone about it, I've said my piece and then if I ever want to go back and reflect, I can, but mm-hmm. it's just, you gotta have somewhere to put that energy. Yeah. Otherwise it'll just hang out like an, a guest overstaying its welcome. Yeah. I totally agree. I think people, I used to have a habit of writing uh, letters to someone to say all the things that I wanted to say and then not ever giving it to that person and eventually like burning it or throwing it away or something. But because I totally agree with you that you got to get that you got to get that stuff out. Yeah. You know, there isn't always like a clean break with excuse me. You know, when, when it comes to like relationships or jobs or, you know, um, maybe collaborations that you had going on, but you know, you don't always get that like closure that sometimes you see in movies. Yeah. So you have right. to find a way to kind of give it to yourself. Yeah. Some form if or fashion. only real life could be like a movie script. <laughs> yeah. You know, not everyone gets to say their entire piece, like my best friend's uh-huh. wedding. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, but so just to wrap it up, I, th- to bring it back around, it actually brings comes back to what you were saying earlier about um, having to say no or being able to say no when you know your why. That I feel like makes it a little easier because you have confidence in why you're saying no. Yeah, and like you were saying, it's not a personal thing. It's I have consulted my why, and it has. It's almost like shaking an eight ball. Yeah. Of like okay, here's your answer. You know, yeah. it's not personal. It's just this is this is it. Right. Yeah. So true. You're so brilliant. Thank you for <laughs> well, thank you for being on. 
you know, sorry to interrupt your (laughs) I'm just going to say like, you know, I think part of it is that like we have a rapport. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I can like be honest because I know that you're approaching this from like a genuine kind place. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I have a lot of tattoos and sometimes people like to ask me what they mean. And I don't want to talk about them because I don't know you. Um, mm. But if you are asking me from a genuine place, I'm happy to tell you what it means. But if you're asking from a place that I can tell you're just kind of gawking or you're judging, then it's like, well, you don't get to know that answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, it just thank you for a really nice, genuine, kind chat. Of course. You're welcome. So uh, to finish out, the last question to everyone um, listening, you've heard from Gina. You've heard her story. Um, you've heard her brilliance, um, and I hope, hopefully you've heard in there that you don't have to accomplish it all one by yourself and two all at once. So I always in the question, what can you do? What's one thing you can do this week to move a little farther down the road to be, in Gina's words, fully committed to what you're doing, to your passion, to your why, um, and, you know, don't feel like you have to accomplish it all right, right now. What's the first, what's the next step for you to get there? Um, and that is that. Gina, thanks for being on. This is great. Thank you so much. Everyone go go follow her. Go listen to her. Everybody's done.